of the AV Geeks Assemble podcast. I am once again your host, Andrew. Uh, with me this week are three more members of the AV Geeks Assemble group. Today we've got Matt. Hiya. Andy. Good evening. And Tom. Hello. As we described in our last episode, this is a new podcast celebrating everything about military aviation and photography in the UK. Uh, we do want to take the opportunity to introduce a few of our members over the next few episodes and before we get down to inviting guests on to discuss aviation and photography. As mentioned last time, we're a small group of amateur aviation photographers who want to fill a gap in the UK aviation podcast market and discuss military aviation events, air shows and deployments and how we plan to capture all of these moments. Before we carry on, I do just want to thank each and every one of you on behalf of all of AV Geeks Assemble for everything, all the views, comments, likes, the views, everything from episode zero. The feedback we got was mostly fantastic. Of course, you've, you've got, your, um, got your critics and everything you do, but at the end of the day, it's always engagement. Uh, so we just want to thank each and every one of you for messaging us telling us that you loved it and that you're looking forward to the next one and which here we are uh we do want to emphasize that our opinions are just that if we say something you may disagree with that is absolutely fine please join us on this flight we're not quite sure on the final destination but we'll see where it goes have some fun and hopefully you will too so our members today, as we've said, we've got Matt, Andy and Tom. Um, so we're going to start with individual beginnings for these guys as well. So if we start with Matt, let's, um, so let's take us through it, mate. How did you start in aviation photography? Well, it, was, it wasn't really too long ago, to be honest. I started with the photography part of it. It was basically me just looking up at planes and looking on flat road and looking, oh, that's a British Airways, that. <laughs> so that's... That was just me. And then just just on Facebook, and I saw I had a few friends of mine that had cameras and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, gosh, I want, I want, I want some photos like that. So I went around shopping for cameras and stuff like that. So and then I ended up looking at some bridge cameras. I use a bridge camera, and I'm like, hmm, that looks that looks fine. And that's pretty much how I got into it. But just after the Cosford Air Show, I really started getting into the photography side. But yeah, that's that's how it all started for me. Nice, nice. Because obviously you live fairly near uh, an airport as well, don't you? Yeah, I live near Birmingham Airport. It's about half an hour train ride for me. That's it's it. Not, not too bad. Yeah, and obviously the majority of your stuff started as Civvy, didn't it? Yeah, I started off as Civvy at first. I wasn't really into the military part of aviation as I couldn't really get around to many places other than the airport, which is fairly accessible for me. But yeah, started off with Civvies and now moved on to the military side. Yeah, that's it, which obviously we'll get into more at some point. But as we've seen, yeah. you've been to a fair few of these bases now. Um, we, we've all seen just how much your photography has progressed over the last year or so. And fair play to you. Um, oh. yeah, no, it's, it's really good. So um, you should give yourself a pat on the back for that one, mate. It's looking good. Um, Andy, tell us about yourself. Individual beginnings. How did you get into aviation photography? So I got into aviation photography, uh, well, started off originally as landscape and cityscape. And because I had grown up around aviation, I kind of uh, then took an interest in taking aircraft to see where we went with it. Again, like Matt, I started in civvy aviation 
and then progressed onto the military side of things, uh, not living too far from one of the Air Corps bases, uh, Baldonald. From there, kind of up every weekend during movements on the side of the um, fence with a lot of the Irish groups. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it kind of started from there, then progressed to the air show side of things, which seems to be the kind of core of my photography would be the air shows. So the likes of Rias, Malta, yeah. Bray, Shannon and Foynes would be kind of the main uh, stake of them. And then from that kind of experimental photography with uh, seeing what I could shoot. So yeah. when we talk about camera wise, like Matt, very similar. I actually started off with a um, bridge camera. Originally for landscape, it was working great. And then for aviation, it was just lacking. So I moved up onto the digital SLRs from that, uh, starting off with a very basic Canon 1000D and then progressed onto uh, bigger and better lenses and uh, bodies. Yeah, nice. No, ideal. I'm similar to you where the majority of my military aviation shots are air shows. Um, as I said in episode zero, uh, for me, the closest base is five and a half, six hours away. So um, I get my opportunities at air shows similar to you. Um, yeah, no, cool. Um, Tom, how about you? How did you get into aviation photography? Yeah, uh, it was the, the interest in aviation came first. Um, about 2008, uh, me and my family, we bought a caravan in Wales and um, started watching the, the jets doing the low fly training. And um, yeah, what kicks it off was uh, we had a hawk pass one day. It did a wing wave and I thought, wow, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and then obviously I got onto... Well, first of all, I started video trying to video stuff on my iPod and thinking, this is amazing. And then um, one day I started using my mom's camera and uh, it kind of went from there. Uh, and I joined in various like Facebook groups, Instagram stuff. Um, I looked at some of the shots on there and thought, you know what? I, a bit similar to you, Matt. I, I, want, I want shots like that in my life. And I uh, took it upon myself to uh, pursue the hobby and eventually saved up for a better camera. And uh, trying to get out to these places. Yeah, because obviously you've you've seen your low level stuff in the Welsh mountains, haven't you? Or the hills, sorry. Um, obviously, you've got your air show shots as well. Um, I mean, have you got a preference? Because obviously, you I'm similar to Matt, I'm sure as well. But obviously you've done low level viewing and um, and air shows. What would you say you prefer? Ooh, I mean, air shows create some you know great opportunities top sides upside down what have you but there's just something about an aircraft at low level just in front of you you know um against the landscape it's absolutely fantastic so it's low level for me yeah yeah i to be fair i'm pretty sure that's probably the uh popular answer um i'm yet to do my first uh low level captures uh we know how they can go matt you um you struggled for the first few times you <laughs> attempted the mac loop didn't you Please don't get me started on yeah. that. It was, a, it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, <laughs> obviously, yeah. when when you did finally get out of that slump, it was worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it was. It was. Uh, it, was it was amazing. Because <laughs> you were work. similar to Ant in episode zero, where he spoke about that um, that day with all those passes. You were oh, yeah. as well, weren't you? Yeah, I was with. I was up there with him. <laughs> it's too good. Yeah, that's it. That's that's something that a lot of us dream about. But, um, <laughs> So moving on from obviously where your beginnings were, let's talk about um, base meets um, so that we've had so far. Um, Matt, you've obviously done a fair few base meets. Have you got a favourite that you've done or? Well, uh, base meets, I wouldn't really, mine's not really a base meet as, as such because mine was probably one of my favourites from, from the Mac Loop, from the Loop. 
Okay. And obviously that was on that I was with Ant that day. And um it was the time before the last one we hit where we had those loads of passes. It was the twenty first of September. Um yeah. we had it was like that was the first day I ever saw F fifteens in the loop and it's like, oh my god, yeah. like the best <laughs> thing ever after like ten blanks, I don't know. Like, it was actually five, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we were we were there quite late. I mean, it's not you should really go to the loop all day. But we got there for around twelve, and then uh, we noticed on fighter control that some uh, F-15s are coming over to Wales. And I'm like, my heart starts pounding. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, they're going to come into the loop. <laughs> and then we hear them pipe up on because we've I've got comms on, and they pipe up on the scanner saying 500 feet, 500, 500 knots, which is what they usually do. And then yeah. my heart starts pounding. I'm like, oh, where up? Where the hell are they? <laughs> and then I just hear Ant shout there and i'm like i can't see them but where and then i just then i just see two two jets pop out of a valley turn towards us and that's where i zoom my camera in and i noticed his wingman is the heritage and i'm like oh my god <laughs> there's just so many things going through my head i don't know what settings to go on i don't know anything so i just flicked it in auto and hope for the best to be honest yeah yeah <laughs> it well pressure hits awesome. at that point doesn't it i'm sure yeah yeah no, that's it, was, cool. it was pretty awesome yeah, good effort. Um, Andy, what about you, mate? Have you got a um, base meet that, that stands out above any others? Or Well, again, kind of, I've met a lot of the community at multi-international air show over the years. And one that stands out to me was, I think it was the 2016 show where there was a, it was a huge meet at the international air show down there. And I remember on departures day on the Monday, because you go in for the arrivals, it's like the arrivals day, everything shows off when it's coming in it doesn't matter what it is coming into um into the show and everything's low level you're talking maybe 200 feet <laughs> there's there's two things that kind of really stand out for me for that show was um arrivals day the um ukrainian su-27's arrival and um, it was the first time that they came in with the il-76 at uh, oh, yeah. malta and uh, there's video of it all over youtube where they were literally on the deck there was no they were well below minimums on arrival and they were on the deck the whole way down <laughs> the 27s then broke off into the uh, pattern for a run and break and that was fantastic because then the il-76 came in and landed brilliant uh, especially with malta when you go for like the uh, different types of passes that they have they bring you right up to the threshold of the runway so you're within the uh, you're just on the safety buffer of the runway in this photographer's area set aside for you then the departures day on the monday was i remember uh, one of the lads screaming that the P German uh, Navy P3 was coming around for a low-level pass before departure. I've posted a photo of this in the group, and hopefully we can uh, get... The I'll probably re-upload it to um, one of the Instagrams, probably send it to uh, our AvGeeks page, where the P3 came around, <laughs> was meant to be over the uh, runway, came in over the taxiway, and <laughs> dipped a wing. Wow. The I remember a couple of uh, responses when I showed you guys the photos of oh my god what height is he at and I was like twenty five feet. <laughs> um, literally, I believe the pilots actually got suspended for six months afterwards when the photo and video leaked on uh, YouTube and uh, through the different forms of uh, social media. Yeah. But it was kind of just standing there with everyone in silence for about five minutes going. What did we just witness? Yeah. <laughs> and that still stands out to me um, as one of the best kind of highlights because with it being so low, the first thing that hits the crowd is the wing wash. And you kind of like, you, you hear the whistle coming in from when it's over the threshold. But when um, you get hit with that wing wash, you're like, uh, wow. 
<laughs> See, that would probably be the highlight for me. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I don't blame you. That is pretty outrageous. I, I think I know the picture you're on about, but yeah, I'll, you do I'll definitely see that one again. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, Tom. Same question over to you, mate. Any base meets that stand out for you or anything? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on a, a fair few. Uh, I had some great visits last year. Um, only only three, uh, but a standout for one. Standout one for me would be. It was June, my first trip out after the first lockdown. We went to Collingsby. I, I didn't have a clue what was, you know, going to be going off or whatever. And um, we were treated to there were five BBMF displays. Um, <laughs> Spitfire airframes was fantastic. Um, and then we had a mass launch in the morning. I think about it must have been about twenty jets go <laughs> one after the other. And um, when they came on return, there were some others waiting to taxi out. And I'm not kidding you, I've got a 20-minute long video. And these guys are waiting on the taxiway. And the um, I think there were 12 squadron jets just kept doing low approaches. They must have gone round about, I don't know, 15 times and just kept going round. And more flights kept entering the circuit. It was absolutely amazing. Um, 20 minutes nonstop. Was that your first time at Coningsby or had you been before? That was my third. Um, my first trip there was 2016. My second was 2017. Right. And my third was 2020. All right, fair enough. And who, who did you go there with? Was it just yourself or? I just went with uh, myself and my dad. Um, All right, okay. Yeah. Is he big into aviation as well then? Thanks to me, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've passed kind it on to, to me. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I did a, um, a photographer interview for Martin, who obviously we met in uh, episode zero, and he asked me how I got into aviation. And my answer was my dad. Whereas it sounds as though you've done the opposite, yeah. got him into yeah. aviation. Good effort. No, I've, I've still not been to Coningsby. Um, looking forward to that at some point, whenever that is. Um, right. So hopefully, I'm assuming you guys listened to episode zero. I'm sure you did. Now, as you heard on that one, I did drop the guys in it with a question that wasn't on the agenda. Um, you guys hopefully have had time to think about that. Andy, we might have had your answer already with the P3, but my question to you guys is what is that one shot that you remember taking or that is your favourite ever shot? Um, so I tell you what, we'll, we'll go in the same order. No, no reason why not. So Matt, have you got any shots that stand out for you? Oh, well, there is, uh, obviously, I think everyone's going to have the same, well, sort of the same answer we're saying that they've got a lot, but it's yeah. one... <laughs> One that I've that's always stood out to me. It's a bit of a weird one, but I just I just like it for some. I don't really know why I like it, but it's just one of those that you don't know why you like it, but you just like it. Yeah, it was it was from that um, loop trip loop trip when I was with Ant when we had all those passes, and um, it was just after after all the F-15s on the E just coming up towards the late evening, and we had a special special K, which I think some of you guys might know. It's a hawk that's got a special tail and it's got some writing on it's got a hundred on the tail yeah. and this was a jet i've always wanted a photo of and when i was at valley the, the first time with ant it was it was the weather was just poor so i could see it sitting on the sitting on the uh sitting on the um, apron but it just wasn't moving so i'm like Ugh. <laughs> but special case just an aircraft i wanted wanted to photograph for a while and just to get it in the mac loop and so we noticed it on radar it came came around low level we heard him call up and then it came around it was a little bit of a top side you, i think 
I don't really know how to explain it. I think you guys know the shot I'm on about. It's just a little bit topside. Yeah. Going through, I think we call it bulk, I think. But yeah, that, that's a shot that I just love. But that's the one that stands out for me above most of the others, to be honest. Is that the first? So that's the first time you caught that aircraft flying as well in the Mac Loop? Yeah. First, yeah, first time. I tell you what's actually quite interesting about that is obviously you've just seen multiple fast jets head through the loop and it's quite nice that the hawk was the one that you know stands out for you i quite yeah, like that. i do i do love the hawks to be honest i, 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 look, I like the little hawk tts i think it's a pretty nice aircraft yeah yeah lovely little plane yeah no good shout um andy yeah one thing with the hawks i think they're great aircraft but it's one of those uh, love-hate relationships. It's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Um, and especially with the other variants of it. Like you got the T1, the T2s. And then when you look at the export version, the Mark 26s, how different they are as well. So for such a basic airframe and what it does, the different variants is great to see as well. But yeah, no, the uh, Special K livery, I've seen it once. Lovely aircraft, have to admit. And nice that you actually got it in the air and <laughs> in the loop. Yeah, Hell yeah. class. Um, Andy, what about you? Have you got is it that P3 shot or have you got another one that stands out for yourself? Um, I'd say, well, f- I, ooh, the ones that stand out would again be kind of prior to the retirement of the uh, tornadoes. Again, yeah. I have a few of them here in Ireland when they've been on uh, Navex, they didn't turn out great. Um, but one that definitely stands out for me is um, they came in pretty much simultaneously. We it was Malta International Air Show 15, I believe it was where we had the um, German Air Force uh, tornadoes coming in, the IDS, and the um, RAF tornadoes in behind it. Quite a lot of chatter going on on the uh, comms as well between them. But uh, instead of going to the photographer's area that day, I decided to go to the runway threshold just before it. So they come in over your head, only a couple of feet. But um, in fairness to the uh, Germans and then the uh, RAF uh, tornadoes as well, they came in with uh, inert rounds on them. So they had the drop tanks on them and the inerts, and because their uh, support or support uh, herc had already been through and literally the first approach that they came in on the germans went around low level and literally when i mean low level the photographer that was with me um she's from germany uh, got blown off the walls from the jet wash <laughs> it was quite that was i seen a video a couple of days later of the two of us standing there going they're low they're low Next minute, she tumbles over the wall. <laughs> Only two hours later, which is the better one, was the uh, Hellenic Air Force with the Mirage 2000. Nice. He went around even lower. All five of us that were on the wall end up over the wall in the ditch going, <laughs> okay, we got blown off. Got some great photos of it, though. It was just the whole underside of it, as it looks like it's about to uh, land on you. It was absolutely great. Did get in trouble, but though, by uh, Armed Forces Malta, uh, their uh, military police for being on the wall in the first place. Yeah. But um, it's a public area. They can't exactly do much. It was just the fact that aircraft were coming in and going and they, they were just up to mischief uh, for that air show as well, which is great to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds outrageous. If you uh, get a chance, cool. we'll, we'll drag you down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom, this is probably for everyone in this chat and the guys in the group, a silly question for you. But let's hear it anyway, mate. What is that one shot for you, fella? Yeah, that one shot. It's um, it's a relatively simple shot. You know, it's not dramatic backgrounds. It's not, you know, um, afterburners, what have you. It's from React 2019. Um, and the Panthers at Lake and Heath bought a Strike Eagle and they put it on static. And I've got this shot uh, on front on with it. 
there's no people, you know, around us. There's nothing in the way. And um, I've done tons and tons of edits of it. And it's just one of those <laughs> shots that you know, it's my screensaver. It's I've got I've now got a print of it, and it's just something I love about it. It's um, yeah, and I've, I've posted it a few times on my Instagram, um, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just it's it's my favourite shot that I've done. Do you reckon? Because as you've said, you've edited it quite a few times. Is your latest one? Do you reckon that is the one? Have you tweaked it to the point where you've looked at it now and gone, "I can't get that any nicer"? Or do you reckon there's more to it? I've done, I've done a fair few of it, different crops, different kind of colours, and I, you know, well, people have been telling me for ages, you know, you should get that framed, but um, there's just something I haven't felt was quite right about it, and I sat down the other week and did it, and I looked at it, and I thought, you know what, I think. I'm going to leave that now. That's yeah. that's as good as that'll get. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's at its best now. Yeah. I mean, it's a stunning shot, you know, for everyone that's seen it and for everyone who hasn't seen it. And obviously with the other guys as well, I would suggest you have a look at them. Hopefully we'll put them up somewhere. Um, check them out because, you know, each and every one of these shots are superb. And like we say, that F15 one is it's basically your pride and joy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's class. No, there's very, very good choices there. Uh, luckily, you guys have had a bit more time to think about it than the other guys. <laughs> and obviously, for everyone listening who's going to be on, get thinking, because I'm probably going to ask you as well. Um, so moving on to equipment. So everyone's got different cameras. You've got bridge cameras. You've got DSLRs. Um, let's go through what everyone's shooting with at the moment. Um Matt, uh, what what have you currently got as your setup at the minute? So my my setup is just pure and simple. It's a bridge camera. It's called the Nikon Coolpix P900. It's it's um it's a pretty to be fair, it's a pretty decent camera for what I paid for it. So obviously I've already said it's a bridge, but it it, it does it does a good job and stuff like that. But that that's just as simple as it gets for me. Just a nice little bridge camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got? Would you say there's pros and cons to having that? Uh, I'd say the obviously the pros are I've got I can the zoom on it's just unbelievable so I can get a decent shot of an aircraft at like forty one thousand feet so it's it's all right on that aspect but obviously against like a, a mirrorless or mirrorless or DLSR D, DLSR D, D, DSLR camera <laughs> um, it's the the quality is just not not on par with what as it would be with what those cameras can produce if you know if you know what I'm trying to get to yeah. So hopefully soon I'm trying to save up for the camera that Ant has. I forgot, I forgot what he I forgot what he has. Canon M50, I think. And has, but that that will be that is my next option after this bridge camera. But for now, the bridge camera is uh, doing its job. So sticking around for a little bit. So for anyone who's maybe just about getting into photography in general as well as aviation photography, would you say a bridge camera is a good way of starting? Is that is that what you'd recommend if you know a DSLR is off of the table? Oh yeah, definitely. If it's if uh, if mirrorless or DSLR camera is off is off limits, uh, bridge cameras they're fairly cheap and it's a really it's a decent it's a really good start out camera, especially the one I've got the Nikon Coolpix. Um, because obviously, if you you guys know my Instagram and stuff like that, so you see the results I get. But I think it does it does a pretty decent job of things, to be honest. I agree. I agree. Um, obviously, you've told us what you're hoping to get next, but have you got a dream setup at all, or are you just 
not necessarily just yet. Not really a dream setup, to be honest. I'm not not really one for cameras. I don't really know much much about which one's best, which one's a bit. Don't know which ones which ones which. But yeah, that's fair enough. I think I think we'll just see where it takes us. To be honest, and we'll we'll keep looking into it. Yeah. Well, as we say, the results you've been getting with your bridge camera so far are pretty spot on. To be fair, mate. You know, <laughs> yeah. Proud of them. Um, looking forward to see where you go from here, to be fair, mate. You know, if that's what you can do with a bridge, once you've got yourself a DSLR and a nice big old lens, I'll be very curious to see what, how you get on. <laughs> we'll um, see. Yeah, definitely. Andy, what are you shooting with at the minute? So I run a two-body setup. I'm using a 7D and a 50D. Um, they're very similar cameras anyway in what they do or what they produce. The 7D just has better uh, frames per second if you want to shoot high speed. Yeah. But again... The reason I use the two is uh, that the lenses are interchangeable. And that was one thing that was kind of crucial for me. Um, I can all shoot maybe on the 50 with a wide angle and then use the um, my big telephoto lens on the 7. It just really depends on on the day, the lighting, the kind of setup. But um, again, like Matt, I started off with a bridge camera. And bridge cameras are great if you want to get into uh, photography, both aviation. They're a great all-rounder. You can't fault them. Yeah. And then the next step up, again, would be like onto a basic uh, SLR. Um, but again, it, I've always said it to people coming into photography. It's not the equipment that you have. It's the shooter behind the camera and what they can create with it. Because that's what's creating the magic ultimately. Yeah. And um, just, again, for equipment, shop around. The best price is always going to win out. And if you're unsure of your setups, always ask for advice. That's the best thing. I was lucky that I was with a group of photographers that kind of were helping beginners, intermediate, like rookies, intermediates, all the way up to professional shooters. And once you get in with the right people as well, that support what you're doing, you're going to create some fantastic shots. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, similar to uh, what I asked Matt, do you reckon you've got any pros and cons to your, um, to your setup or are you pretty happy with it or? I'm pretty happy with, the setup that I have currently, um, but again, it's when you if you're un or unprepared and you haven't got the camera at the right settings for what yeah. you're looking for. So if there's a slight change in the lighting, for example, all right, what am I going to? Am I going to aperture priority, speed priority? What do I really want? Yeah, and it's all down to that. Normally, again, some people will feel really confident shooting on auto, and they get some amazing results from auto. Yeah. I prefer the full manual approach and just play with it. You're never going to get it right first time, but you might get it right the second time. I think that's where I've been uh, worried at air shows for the past couple of years is I always look at it and I think if I try messing around with settings, I'm going to mess up all my pictures. I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to have to wait until next year. So I've always been a bit too scared to go for, you know, like you say, an aperture priority or a shutter speed. Um, I have been working on that more in the very few opportunity I've been getting, but I agree with you completely. It's all about, you know, getting yourself prepared, maybe doing your research beforehand um, and just basically being ready for anything that comes your way, really. Yeah, like um, I remember on the Saturday at React last year, um, I decided, nope, I'm not going to go aperture priority. I'm going to mainly go 100% manual and see how the results turned out. And again, it's just throw yourself into that zone where you're just slightly uncomfortable, but you still know what you're doing. Yeah. and you're going to learn from it yeah definitely i think that's what it's all about really um have you got a dream setup oh i was full frame a while back and um, i had my 50d in a full frame i would love to go back full frame 
um, yeah. once again. So if I was to go for a dream setup, I'd probably be looking at a 1DX. Okay. Not sure which marks they're on at the moment, but again, I just do a bit of research on it. The 1DX I've had a go of before, really enjoyed it. And for example, for high-speed shooting, so for example, in the mock loop, um, it's got something like 24, 28 frames per second. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's it's pretty fast. It's one yeah. of those... Uh, or one of those cameras that you can use for high-speed sports photography as well. Yeah, well, that's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, because you're a very avid Canon man as well, aren't you? No, like, again, I, yeah, I come across that way, but um, <laughs> I know people would shoot Nikon. Not yeah. going to say anything, but... Excuse <coughs> <give> me. Um, <clears throat> but, um, mind your ears, guys, said the warden for you. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I know people that shoot Nikon. And, again, I've been handed Nikons and just don't know how to use them. Like yeah. with the camera, go for something that's going to be using the case simple, keep it simple, um, that you feel comfortable with. That is easy to change the settings on a whim rather than you got to go through the menus, like two or three menus, just to get the settings to where you want them and where you think they're going to work for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree completely. I mean, apart from, you know, I'm I'm a Nikon user, but, you know, we won't get into that. Maybe that's for another podcast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, what are you shooting with, mate? Yeah, so I've got, um, uh, well, it's pretty much an entry-level uh, setup, to be honest with you. Uh, Nikon D3300. Uh, I'm using a Nikon 55-300mm lens as well. Um, you know, it's, it's my first DSLR. Um, I was using a bridge camera yeah. uh, before all that. Um, I've had it for uh, three years now, yeah. Okay. Are you still enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it when when I can use it. You know, yeah. it spends a lot of time <laughs> sitting around, but you know, when I use it, it's good. I can't really fault it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, have you have you looked into different setups? Have you got yourself a dream setup, or maybe something on the cards for any time soon? Yeah, I, I've looked at it. I want, you know, ideally, I'd want something a bit of um, faster frame rate, to be honest. You know, I like the look of the D500 and. Um, the Nikon 200 to 500 lens. That's okay. my dream lens. Pin yeah. sharp. That is. Yeah. I think that's one thing for all of us in aviation photography is getting that bigger lens. Yeah, that's it. What I, was, what I was hoping to do, obviously last year before COVID was a thing, was for Riat, I was hoping to hire a 600mm lens. Um, mine's not too bad. I've got the Tamron 18 to 400mm, so I don't need to change lenses. I've got the one. It does a pretty good job to be fair and 400 mil i cannot complain but i've seen what some people can get with a 600 mil and i was like you know what this is the year i've uh booked a grandstand this is the year i want to book a 600 mil lens and these are going to be simply stunning well we all know how that turned out <laughs> and we wait with bated breath for this year about ria i've still not heard anything i don't think anyone has um yeah. We the just... only thing I've heard about Riyadh, sorry to cut across you there, oh. uh, Andrew, was I know they are in the early planning stages. So they have, from what I've been told and what I've heard, yeah, and they've started inviting some of the local uh, teams throughout Europe, but that's just to get the invites out. Yeah. Um, I think with COVID, I know a lot of people are still talking about it in bated breath, but some of the air shows around are starting to get their planning uh, stages done in other way. At least then, if they have them, they can then fall back and go, actually, this year we can't do it due to the restrictions of covid but for the majority of them they are getting the um get them out there like one of the local shows to me i can't name it at the moment they have put out invites to the RAF. um the 
RAF got their invite, the Swiss got their invite, and I think the Belgian Air Force got their invite uh, currently. But again, it is with um, recommendations of COVID on each of the countries beforehand. Yeah, of course. Because obviously there were a couple of air shows last year, but I think they were more drive-in, you know, socially distanced, that sort of thing. I don't know how well that would work with something like a React, um, but the we've just got to wait it's still january for a couple more days so we've got time um but fingers crossed because i think we're all missing being at the side of the runway watching these aircraft take off land do their displays i know i am i say i don't get opportunities to go to bases and things like that so uh fingers crossed we get to see some air shows um obviously what is nice with what we do even though it's not the same where we get to see photos and videos from these different viewpoints it does quench a thirst to an extent i think yeah no i would agree with you definitely on that um again with yeah no with being able to get out to like a base or to a fence restrictions uh with withstanding definitely the only thing that i know for a lot of people that miss out on air shows is obviously the noise seeing the aircraft but you missed on one the smell Yes. Can't miss jet fuel. Yes, there is that. Um, you know what? Again, this will probably be a whole podcast in itself, but just the whole air show experience. Yeah, um, I'm not yeah. one for big crowds, I will admit, but being in the crowd, you know, wading through trying to get to the burger van at some point, you know, <laughs> um, which display team is on next? Like we've said in this podcast as well, what settings do I want to use? You know, oh, the next one's the Battle of Britain Memorial flight. Let's go on shat, uh, shutter priority and, um, you know, drop the drop the speed. Um, I think we're all missing it, but we try and live it as best we can on social media. Um, we'll just see what happens, basically. But, well, thanks for letting us know about your camera setups, chaps. It sounds good. If anyone listening has any questions with regards to equipment, cameras, anything like that, please feel free to ask any of us, whether it's the main page, any of us individually. If we don't know the answer, we can direct you to someone that may very well do. Um, you can ask the question on our Facebook page because there's more than just us on there. You know, I, a little while ago, asked if anyone was using a specific camera. Lo and behold, someone was, got chatting, and it's, it's great. The community comes together and people are always there to help you. So, yeah, feel free to ask anyone any questions about camera equipment. Um, and someone will be there there to help you. Um, well, that just about gets us back to base after our first outing. We will probably go around the group uh, so you can find everyone on social medias. Um, we'll go through everyone's individual uh, tags and usernames. Um, so tell us what uh, social media sites you're on and what your usernames are. So Matt, we'll start with you. So I'm on Instagram, Matt underscore Bright underscore Aviation, and it's also the same with Facebook. Okay, cool. Uh, Andy? Yeah, also on uh, Instagram and Facebook, you can get me as Andy uh, Garland one uh, Discord, I'm down as Andy G, if you're looking for me on Discord. Okay, cool. And we've been using that a little bit more recently, haven't we? Yeah, it's been great um, to see the community coming together on um, on Discord, again, with all the chat rooms that are set up. And I, I was only in it uh, there earlier today and literally I had 50 different things that had popped up for me. And yeah. it was just nice to be able to read through them when I had the time. But the community has been great on Discord. Yeah, agreed. Um, Tom, same question. Which social media sites are you on, mate? And what's your usernames? 
Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, uh, aviation dot underscore photography. I believe it's the same on Facebook. Um, and I set up a TikTok today uh, for aviation videos, which is uh, the same as my Instagram, aviation dot underscore photography. And you've got a YouTube as well, have you? I have got a YouTube uh, at the moment. It's just my name, uh, Tom Whitworth. Um, right. Yeah, I need to change that. But... Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> As long as it gets people in for the views, mate, I'm sure it's, it's fine. Um, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so thank you, gents. Um, have you got anything else you want to add before we wrap up properly? I don't. I can think of. No. Oh, good. Yeah, not, not that I can think of, no. Nice one. Well, in episode two, uh, we're going to introduce another three members of AV Geeks Assemble, so you can get to know them as well. It will be a similar setup to this one, and obviously the previous one. We will mix it up with different um, topics and conversations, because otherwise it'll be, you know, um, you can get to know them as well. Um, also, if there are any topics you want us to cover in future episodes, uh, please get in touch. As I've mentioned before, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Let us know because uh, this this is for you guys. This is for the community. This isn't for us to sit and listen to in our rooms. Um, drop us a DM if you want to give any feedback as well on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I think, to be honest with you guys, that is about it. I'd just like to thank you three for joining us on this one. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you online. So everyone take care of yourselves and we'll see you online.